What's up, you guys? Welcome back to your favorite podcast and favorite start to the week, Brunch with Des B. I'm your host, Des, also known as Des B, and I am so excited to be back. I know I say that each week, but I'm telling you, recording my podcast is one of my favorite things of the week. I'm, I'm just, I'm here, I'm present, I can't be on my phone, I can't be on my laptop, I can't be on my computer, I'm not around Maddox, I'm not around Wyatt, I'm just solo dolo, and it is like this revolutionary time, it's the second best feeling to my therapy sessions, that's 100% sure, and if you don't want an ad, feel free to roll forward in three, two, one, this week's episode is brought to you by Better help. I have been using BetterHelp for 14 months now since my postpartum journey with Maddox. And I am so grateful to have had my therapists multiple through it all. Since I've moved from Ohio back to Michigan, I actually had to switch therapists due to the laws and regulations of therapists practicing state to state. Um, But I love BetterHelp. Upon joining, you actually get to take kind of a questionnaire and fill out what you need from a therapist. And from there, you are matched within two days max with a therapist that is allowed to practice with you. From there, you're able to kind of connect, communicate in multiple different forms. And there's a lot of different financial options as well as financial assistance. If you are interested in therapy, if you're interested in trying it, if you're interested in better help in general, I highly recommend you can use code DESB at checkout for 10% off your first month, or you can go to www.betterhelp.com slash DESB and still attain that 10% off. It has been quite the journey with BetterHelp. I actually had a pretty great um, therapy session this past week. I just cried a little bit. I laughed a little bit. I was proud of myself a little bit. You know, that just all the emotions of therapy. So anyways, if you guys are interested or if you have any questions even about my experience, please let me know. The main reason I started using BetterHelp was because I was, number one, not only in need of therapy, but we were still kind of in that COVID phase where therapists weren't meeting in person anyways. And I wanted something that could be done from the comfort of my home with a newborn. So hashtag ad, hashtag sponsored. Very grateful to be putting that into my podcast as it comes from an avid user um, and someone who has loved the platform. Outside of that, this past week, um, we actually had um, a really exciting doctor's appointment for Archie. Um, I'm sure you guys might have seen on my TikTok. I did kind of like a vlog because we went to U of M again. Um, and we're going to start having to actually travel there weekly here probably pretty soon. I'm trying to finagle or talk them into allowing me to still kind of go bi-weekly. It's just, let me tell you, it's really hard to be in between three different practices. Like I have gone to a prenatal like OBGYN where you typically would go. I've gone to Bronson Hospital and I've gone to U of M. So within all of these different places, it's very hard to stay organized as well as figure out how to like finesse my schedule and not have to travel two plus hours, have to, you know, stay with friends or do a hotel if they're busy and just the amount of time in the car, uh, it's so much. Um, and that doesn't even dip into like staying organized with medical bills because every billing department is so fucking different. And it's, if you guys have been through like multiple stays or gone to like multiple places, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. It's just like, why are some places billing me for still Like I haven't even received bills into my January appointments, January, bro. It's March. You know what I mean? Like, but then Bronson is billing me for February and then U of M. I just got a statement from, I think it was maybe even December, like, or wait, not December, January. Bronson was December. It's just, it's confusing. And so I have like a fucking tri folder, a tri fold folder, whatever. I'm trying to stay organized because the last thing you want to do, and this is a note to anyone, is like double pay. You know what I mean? So just send vibes that I get this figured out and organized because it is just going to be an ongoing year. I think if they don't send you something within a year, they like can't claim it. I'm not sure. 
let's just manifest that they don't claim anything. <laughs> oh my God. But um, we did get an induction date. So we officially have a date that we will meet Archie, if not before. Um, that makes me very nervous, um, especially because I've been having contractions. Braxton Hicks, don't get me wrong, but more intense and more frequent in I stay so fucking hydrated. Like, uh, you know what I mean? I'm drinking over a hundred plus ounces, 120 ounces of water a day. Nonetheless, just like liquids in general. And so it's like, I know that I'm not dehydrated. I'm not like lying on my back. I'm not lying in a position where like typically you would get them or whatever. And they're kind of sometimes lasting like longer. Anyways, just, um, it's terrifying for me because no matter what, I need to get to somewhere with a NICU and the, the closest one is Bronson and that's going to be a 50 minute drive. So if, if I were to like go, go, I got to go, go. Okay. So that's kind of like my baby update. Um, we do have, as you're listening to this, we had our, our other appointment, um, obviously Friday at Bronson. So I might've shared an update, might not have, I don't know, honestly, kind of just protecting, um, protecting the rest of this pregnancy. You know, I have X amount of weeks left and I just want to have the most enjoyment with it. Um, I think that with all of like his, I don't want to call it his issues, but with this situation we've gone through and learned from, it's really, again, in a very odd way, robbed me of yet another pregnancy experience. Um, Because instead of just going week to week, having a a quote unquote normal pregnancy. Um, I've yet again gone through something very traumatic and fucking terrifying. And because we go to these weekly appointments, the weeks of my pregnancy due to the stress and anxiety leading up to that next appointment and then that next appointment and then that next appointment, it's really taken away like the kind of documentation that I really thought I would have in this pregnancy and have the mental space for. And it's, I don't want to like complain because I'm very grateful for the additional monitoring and doctors and education we've received, but it's just like, it's really almost sad in a sense to like end on this. Um, so if there's anything that I can just like really, really pray for, it's just a positive birth experience, um, and not have him, you know, come out unable to breathe and like have distress and then you know, have the bomb squad running around like it did like with Maddox and just be in this whirlwind of emotion and like fear. And so if there's one thing that I can just ask of you guys, if you have a moment, put, you know, put a prayer out there, put a thought in the universe, whatever you, you believe in or how you do your life that I just get to have like a positive outcome of delivery. That's all I ask for. Um, and I can end on like that positive note. So other than that, I did do my nails this week. Um, I actually tried a different shape. I figured starting this week, I should probably keep them short, shorter, um, due to obviously going to have a baby soon. However, um, I do need them long enough because if you have that nice little like coffin tip at the top, the way that you can get out like baby boogers and like stuff like that and like get in their ears is insane. So like I always recommend a little bit of a tip (laughs) on the nail because you would be shocked at how fucking helpful it is. Okay. First time moms, coffin, stiletto, (laughs) ballerina shape, almond shape, it could be kind of hard, but I'm telling you stick with a shape that you can get up in them crevices, you know? Um, so anyway, outside of that life is, life is great. I'm so just overly grateful for, um, everything that I've been able to do throughout the past month, two months, just kind of like getting back into this normalcy of life, like being able to go see friends, being able to, um, have friends over, being able to host my family. We did like some of the March Madness basketball games, we had everyone over, um, like my mom, my dad, you know, sister, whatever, and, and be able to enjoy my new nephew and like enjoy my family close to me. It's just been so special and something I haven't had since I moved out for college. And that was back in 2013. And so it's been really, really, really 
really amazing. And I think it's just a reminder, if you guys haven't listened to last week's episode, number one, you need to go fucking do it. Genuinely, I have listened to that episode three fucking times. The first time all the way through, second time kind of listened like more at the end because I really just needed to re-listen to that the, the message in that. And then the first time, um, or the third time, I kind of listened more to the front because I was like, okay, wait, now I need to like go back to the front. So I highly recommend doing it, but it's just a reminder that like, don't forget how beautiful your life is when you just walk away from this devil device we hold in our hands. And I know you're probably listening to me from it right now. And the devil device is probably your cell phone. And it's not that the cell phone is the issue. It's the reality that creates and the animosity and the hate that it creates that we seem to think floats into our real lives, right? So it's funny because you can have, you can see all of this hate on social media. In the minute that you set down your phone and you like look around at your surroundings, you go to the grocery store, you're interacting with other humans. Typically that it's not the same hate that we're seeing, right? You're not having people come up unwarranted tapping on your shoulder and be like, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't do that. And guess what? If they fucking did, you would sock them in the fucking mouth. You know how many people would get punched in the face or fucking murdered for the shit that they say online versus if they said that to someone in real life? Imagine the people that go out of their way to like message The Rock, right? Uh, Yes, I'm talking Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Imagine, Imagine DMing him and go, you're a fucking pussy. Do you think... Anyone would actually go up to the Rock Johnson in real fucking life and say, bro, you're a pussy. He would lay your ass so fucking flat. You would be called flat fucking Stanley. Okay. So it's just a reminder, like listen to last week's episode and also just remember to be so present and grateful for the life that you live in reality versus virtual. We're pushing this virtual narrative in today's world. You know, we got this metaverse and all this shit. And it reminds me a lot of Ready Player One. Um, if you've seen that movie, which also fantastic movie, but it's like, are we just all going to like log on to our little like avatar world and like live going forward? Like, is that really what we fucking want? That's terrifying. Um, So it's just a reminder, like stay in the present moment, be so grateful for this happiness and kindness in the world that we get to see every day and don't allow a virtual reality, a virtual universe to depict your real life. Is that fair? I think that that was fair and very well put. I hope that you guys feel me on that. So this week's episode, um, I'm really excited because we're actually diving in a little bit to um, kind of fat loss education. I'm bringing out, you know, the 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 trainer in me, the exercise science major in me, um, the exercise physiologist specialist in me, pre and postnatal certified in progress in me. Um, I'm bringing out my brains is what I'm saying. Cause we're going to chat a little bit about how to approach summer, how to approach the six weeks to shreds challenge and more, which if you're listening to this right now, you might want to like scroll up for a second, X me out. You can still hear me go to your email. If you pre-registered or go to the link in our bio DBFT or mine, or go to the link in the show notes, description box, link in bio <laughs> and sign up for six weeks to shreds. It is available today all the way through Friday. And if you sign up between today, which is Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday, you get our, our new free circuit book, coaches circuit ebook. We have a variety of circuits that each coach created. This is from functional movement to pregnancy circuits, to postnatal, to core, to recovery, everything in between. Um, you get like a little glimpse and it shows you the exact workout on the app to format. So if you want to use that, um, it's a great way to kind of implement a little bit of additional activity and that can be done from home. So if you have not checked that out, make sure that you click that link. Um, go sign up and we do have, if we have coached positions left by today, they will probably be gone. We only take enough clients as we can physically handle as coaches. And for example, myself and Tish, we're not taking as many clients. We are new moms. We are moms to be, well, at least in me, I am a mom to be another mom to be. Um, so we only take on clients that we can truly give the proper 
personalization to. Um, so we have less bots than even before. Um, so make sure you go sign up for that. Check that out. But that's kind of the premise of today's episode. Um, last kind of like housekeeping thing. We do have new Paragon Fitwear coming out. Code DESB. I'm so excited. This is going to be a different material. It's going to be Sherlux. This is another type of recycled material, but it's a little bit thicker than naked the naked material. However, we do have really cool outfits coming. I can't tell you right now, but like it's crazy kind of like what we're going to see in this coming launch. Ghost Ranch is still a little bit delayed due to shipping um, and manufacturing delays, which literally across the board, company to company, everyone's struggling. And it's it's actually really sad because it's nothing they can do. And I think as a consumer, that's something we also need to remember. And then the other last thing um, is that Buff Bunny collection launched yesterday. So I'm not sure if there's, or I'm sorry, launches this Saturday. I'm thinking of the April the 2nd, um, obviously not. April the 9th, which is this coming Saturday, Buff Bunny Most Wanted is launching. Code Desby as well for support as always. Um, you know, both of these companies I've actually been with since, well, Paragon about 2017, um, Buff Bunny around end of 2017, eh, about 2018 specifically as an affiliate. Um, so I've stood by these companies and I love them so much, but Buff Bunny's most wanted. They have a few new pieces coming out, but ultimately they're bringing back shit that you didn't, like you haven't seen since last year. And if I'm being honest, last year's launches were my fucking favorite. Like the bossy print came out in different colors. We had like the leopard start to be seen. We had bright neon colors. We kind of had the under the sea launch. That was my 100% favorite. So anyways, that is just what I wanted to um, quickly housekeep. And then besides that, I mean, Tula has announced that they've dropped in Sephora, um, which is so exciting in Canada. Um, and they have some specials going on as well for like free shipping, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, code Des B, code Des B and code Des B, better help code Des B. Everything is Des B. If you ever check out, just put Des B in because you genuinely, you just never fucking know. That's all I'm going to say. All right, without further ado, let's get into the episode. Okay, so we are chatting today about kind of like fat loss, the challenge, what it entails, and more. So first off, I want to kind of outlay the quick difference between a program and a challenge. So if you're like new, if you've done this shit before, girly, you can like fast forward probably a couple minutes, just like go ahead and do it. If you're someone who's like new and you're kind of like on the fence of doing it, here's what the main differences are. If you buy a singular program, such as Bride Guide, Timeless 2.0, Strong Ass Mom, etc., you do get access to our Facebook group, our DBFT Fit Fam Facebook group. You can also find that linked in the show notes. However, this is going to be a self-starting program. You're going to wake up, you're going to go to the gym, and if you want to share that you went to the gym, girl, post in the Facebook group. However, it's not a community-oriented program. You're on your own unless maybe you want to do one-on-one coaching with it or something like that, right? You're not going to be in like a combined group of women. There are no prizes. There are no weekly mini challenges. Um, there's no additional like meal plans or stuff like that. You get what comes with the program, which like, for example, the bride guide, you do get meal plans. You also get a shreds ebook and you get the intro to the app ebook. However, like that's it right? Like there's, there's no, that you kind of just get it and that's it. It is still yours to keep. It is still modified for at home, still modified for pregnancy and postpartum, still modified to do at a gym. The challenges on the other hand are still six weeks. You still get that biweekly split change, meaning that you do one workout set week one to three and another one week four to six. From there you do get, usually you get an ebook. You know, if you sign up early, like I mentioned till Tuesday, you get the circuit ebook. You get meal plans. These are going to be vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, as well as like, quote, carnivorous, like carnivore, carnivores. I don't fucking know. Normal, like meat eaters. I don't know. I can't think of the word, um, but you do get that. And then you also get, obviously, the workouts modified again at home, at gym, pregnancy, postpartum. Now, the big difference here is that you're also going to be eligible for weekly, like prizes. We do weekly mini challenges. 
encouraging positive habits. Maybe it's a time of self-care and you post proof that you did your self-care. Maybe it's, hey, track your macros. Maybe it's go outside for a walk three times this week. Whatever it is, we have these weekly mini challenges. So you don't need to win the overall challenges. Like you don't need to win first place in the challenge to like win an Apple Watch, win a $100 Lululemon gift card to win a new pair of Nikes. You know, I'm just throwing stuff out there, an Alani gift card, whatever it might be. However, we do also have the overall winners. So you can win up to $1,000, free 12 weeks of coaching. Then you can also win $750, free 12 weeks of coaching, as well as free entrance in the next challenge. And then like position three, you know, you win $500 cash. Now, outside of that, we've also been doing surprise like team player awards, stuff like that for people who just really fucking grinded through the challenge and we want to recognize free hundred bucks. So it's stuff like that where we get to just kind of have fun with it. And there's more opportunity to be involved in a community that's pretty much posting daily as well as doing the same workouts side by side. So without going in even deeper, that's the main difference between a program that you're going to buy for say $79 versus joining our challenge that's currently running only three times a year for $117. Again, this is a one-time payment. If you choose to do the coached option, it is $307. You get bi-weekly check-ins. You get an additional full macro and nutrition guide. You do get the circuit ebook. You get bi-weekly check-ins with your coach, personalized feedback, personalized macros, a separate group message that we're able to communicate in and more. So that is $307. However, you can also do a payment plan that is going to be two split payments of $157, one paid up front. So like when you sign up, one will come out then three weeks after, which is halfway. If there's any questions about that, please let me know. But we also have them outlined very, very specifically in the DBFT page on Instagram, as well as my personal like Facebook page. If you just look up Des B on Facebook, I'm, I'm like a public figure. You know what I mean? Like I have a profile, a page, and you can look at those posts there. Now, with all of that set aside, I'm sorry I have to take care of that. You guys would be shocked at how many new people we always get. And I always want to ensure that people are led into 100% transparency, knowing exactly what we fucking do. This is not a time to leave any question unasked because when it comes to investing in your health and wellness, investing in a community and investing in a program with your hard-earned money, you 125,000 fucking percent deserve to know exactly what you're going to get and what you're walking into. So now I want to start off with a few questions that I had written in from Brunch with Desby. I don't want to cover too many because I don't want to like just talk about that. I do still want to get into like fat loss and all of that stuff. Um, but for the sake of answering some questions and maybe one that might, you know, take away a little bit of a conversation later down the road, let's get to it. Someone asks immediately, what are some of the at-home exercises with resistance bands for purely hip strength? A lot of hip strength is going to come from most of your kind of abductor muscles, which are going to come from, if you think about, if you're sitting in a chair right now and you move your knees outward, pretend like your boys coming in. (laughs) That is what we would call abduction. This is when we're taking away from the body, taking away from midline. And we're using those, not only just the hip muscles, but also the glute med and the glute maximus to spread those legs, literally, right? So when you're at home, there's not a ton that we can really delegate to if we're at if we're just using resistance bands, but using those banded abductors, stuff like that, holding a hip bridge while abducting at the top, doing any form of sumo deadlift variation, even just with dumbbells are gonna be huge and making sure that our knees are staying outward. Another thing that you can do, and we did these a lot even for volleyball, for just sports training, is attaching a resistance band under say like uh, a table or something that's going to be heavy enough not to move or placing it into an indoor attachment um, and allowing your outer leg. So if we're facing sideways to that door, um, not towards the door, we're to the side, that leg that is furthest away from the door, we're going to attach to a band or maybe step into a band. And then again, we're going to abduct 
that knee and that leg outward. We can also hold like a dumbbell or a plate on the side of our leg and abduct outward. But those are going to be really good hip strengthening. Um, when, when it comes to like, hey, all I have is bands. We're really just going to want to focus on the fact that those knees cannot cave in. We want to continue to force them outwards. Um, we do want to also, though, make sure that we're practicing the opposite, which is going to be adduction. Again, now bringing those legs back to midline and squeezing. So using something like a Pilates ball to hold in between your legs and squeeze that pelvic floor down, squeeze those inner thighs. We want to make sure that we're balancing the body too. I need to lose fat. I'm 20, 20 plus pounds, but I've been in a caloric deficit for a long time. What do I do to help? Um, again, this is kind of alluding to a further conversation in this episode. However, I will say to kind of avoid um, that longer conversation is that you need to reverse diet. I know so many of you want to lose fat. You know, you come into these challenges. Oh my gosh, I need to lose this. I need to lose this. If you want to do it incorrectly, by all means. And that's what a shitty coach would tell you. Oh, you want to lose fat? Let me help you takes your calories down even longer. If you have been in a deficit for way too long, your body's maintenance phase is now way too low. Your body thinks that it can survive off of 1200 calories. And that's what it, that's where it's maintenance is now. So if you try to eat more than 1200 calories, your body's going to see it as a surplus. And if you try to eat less than 1200 calories, sure, your body's going to see it as a deficit, but you're going to be fucked. So the only, the literally only answer is reverse dieting. This is going to be the slow add of additional calories, additional macros to get your body to a point where we're slowly working that metabolism back up to a higher point. This does not happen overnight. This is also a process that you have to trust and one that you have to take time to do. And this is why it's so important to properly educate clients on fat loss because if you go to the wrong coach you go to the wrong person and they decide hey my client needs to lose fat okay you're the one that's going to be stuck with it if you're not in taking the proper education understanding a deficit and what that looks like and metabolic reboot and your basal metabolic rate and how that can be adjusted and how that changes x y and z you cannot be successful this is why education fucking matters. Anyone can educate themselves. Do not get me wrong, but going to someone qualified, going to a team of all coaches being four plus year degree holders, as well as holding and attaining multiple certifications. That's the team you want to be a part of. So I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but the only option is literally to reverse diet. You cannot be in a, in a fat loss phase. Now, here's the beautiful thing, though, is sometimes when we get into the point of feeding that body back, the body can actually start to recomp. What that means is that sometimes you'll be able to gain strength, gain those calories back while simultaneously losing fat in different places. Now, can this be pinpointed? Absolutely not. Please do not mistake that. However, the body can still go through a point of virtually saying thank you so fucking much for finally honoring me. So that's a whole nother situation and um, education. Six weeks to strength, which is our final program of the year, launches probably, I'm thinking it's at the end of July this year. We actually focus on reverse dieting. We focus on strength gain. So that is why each one of our challenges are laid out for different educational basis. So if you stick with us at minimum for a year, we will change your life. And we will transform your body, period. Next question, is significant fat loss or body recomp possible slash feasible without counting macros? That is a great question. Um, And thank you for asking that. Thank you for bringing that up because yeah, it is possible. Are you going to see maybe results as fast? Probably not. Macros are very special because they're kind of catered to what your body needs in person to person. These are going to be so different. However, there is an opportunity to do so. The biggest thing though is going to be that we need to be counting something. 
It doesn't need to be 120%. It doesn't need to be, oh, let me grab my scale and let me grab my measuring cups. But if we did maybe tracking two times a week and we understood what our food volume looked like, maybe we only tracked protein, but we, we still focused on overall caloric intake. Different things like that, we can still finesse. Can I say that you should, that you can achieve this without counting anything? It, de- it depends because people would argue, yes, you can. I followed a meal plan. Yeah, sure, you followed a meal plan so you didn't have to count anything, but those meal plans are pre-counted. You know what I'm saying? So I would technically say, yes, you need to count something. Does it specifically have to be macros and do you need to be 120%? No, you don't. Next question. I'm 26 and have fibromyalgia. This is joint pain, muscle weakness, and spasms. How can I work out and not be in pain? That's a great question. Um, I will be very honest. I have not ever experienced a client having fibromyalgia. I've had different sort of joint pains, arthritic issues, etc. So I can't say I'm well-versed in fibromyalgia specifically. However, I will point you in the direction of our coach, Jen. This is Jen.thetrainer on Instagram, J E. N-N. <laughs> um, she also obviously is very involved in the coat in the coached aspect of the challenges, but also in the challenges themselves. A lot of her content is actually ta- tailored to being um, a pain-free exercise specialist. So she specializes in how can my clients gain mobility and strength pain-free. That is her niche. So if you're interested in that, I think she would have some great education for you if you slide in her DMs and can properly give you that information. Um, But I will say that that is the best part about having these different coaches a part of DBFT is that if you need a specific thing, we probably have a coach that can tailor to you. And, and I think that's what makes up a team, a bunch of people being really good at different things. And for example, right now, I'm telling you, hey, I, I'm not really good with fibromyalgia. I'm not good with pain-free movement um, because that's not my specialty. I've seen it. Sure, I could give you general advice as a trainer, but I'm going to point you in the direction of someone who can actually do it better than me, and that's okay. You know what I'm saying? So um, she actually does have a pain-free circuit that is going to be in that circuit ebook. Again, kind of really hammering down on her niche and what she's good at. So I would definitely suggest checking her out. Um, But I will say that uh, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to your workout programming as well as what kind of workouts and what kind of movements you're focusing on. You know, maybe weights aren't the answer. Maybe it's more body weight. Maybe it's more yoga flow focused. Um, Things like that, that could very much vary from you to someone um, next door. How can I maximize my fat loss when I function best off of a high carb diet? I've actually been in a fat loss phase before where I was still eating 180 to 200 grams of carbs. The best thing that I can say for a client that functions really well off high carb is fucking keeping them there. (laughs) At the end of the day, what we're doing is manipulating calories. Your carbs might drop. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh yeah, just keep you at 300 grams. That's not how it operates. But at the end of the day, if you're having success with high carbs, keep your calories coming from carbs and work on manipulating those proteins and the fats. Typically, we're not ones to jump at manipulating protein because protein typically stays pretty standard um, throughout the duration of a cut, fat loss, recomp, anything. You're usually around the same grams of protein um, based off of your body. And as it obviously recomps, that could change. But the biggest thing is going to be to just manipulate those, those calories between fats and proteins and keeping those carbs a little high. In this case for you, we could also maybe see a little bit of maximizing that fat loss with a little bit of carb cycling. So maybe it's not every day we're keeping those high carbs, but maybe we're having a few low days. Maybe we're implementing rest day macros. Um, And at that that time, we are manipulating those carbs to a lower amount. Um, Again, there's a lot to unpack in that, but you definitely can um, maximize still a weight loss and a deficit without having to go so low in carb. Fat loss does not equal low carb. Let me just make that straight. What fat loss is, is low calorie. Okay. It it doesn't mean we got to be low carb to succeed. Next question. Um, 
Okay, for, for some of my mamas out there, how to lose weight while breastfeeding. Um, that is also a great question. I think uh, it, it's 100% okay to want to lose that baby weight because guess what? It's your body and, I, and you're allowed to feel uncomfortable. I don't think that we need to shame moms into, oh, you have to get it. Um, you have to lose this weight within X amount of time. That's not how it works. But if you're uncomfortable and you're like, hey, dude, I'm ready to work. I want to I wanna feel good in my body again. I also think that's 100% okay. Um, but just a reminder, it, you don't have to lose weight postpartum. You need to take care of your, your baby and you need to take care of your mental health. Your physical health follows, okay? However, I will say, Losing weight while breastfeeding is very different person to person because some people drop weight breastfeeding. It's like everything just sucks the fucking life out of them. On the opposite end, some people actually have issues losing weight because they're breastfeeding. Um, so I've seen both ends of the spectrum. I will say that at the end of the day with losing weight and breastfeeding, it kind of you kind of teeter this awkward line because you have to be eating enough and not, not over-exercising, not over-exerting to the point of de, like decreasing milk supply, but you also want to be in a deficit. So it's a little bit of a confusing cycle, right? I think the best thing for those mamas who are looking to breastfeed while losing weight is to simply start slow. It's okay to get into a deficit um, as long as I would say you're like at least... 10 to 12 weeks postpartum, you can start to get into this deficit. And I only say 10 to 12 weeks because especially in those first few months of pregnant of postpartum, your body needs food to recover. You were either just cut open or you pushed a child out of your vagina. That is trauma to the body. Just like when we're sick, just like if we get a surgery, whatever it might be, our body needs to be fed so it can regenerate quote unquote, <laughs> sounds bionic. So the best thing I would say is start slow. Take a week at a little bit of a cut of calories. Then maybe keep it for another week. Monitor your milk supply. Make sure you're tracking your milk supply. Um, I personally use the Huckleberry app and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I monitored just kind of like how much I pumped during that time, how long were my nursing sec- sessions, and also pay attention to baby. Does baby seem hungrier? Do your boobs uh, not like stay as full? Now remember, there is gonna be a point at around 10 to 12 weeks as well that your milk supply will kind of regulate. Um, But I think during this time, you can also ensure that we're maybe taking some additional supplements um, such as sunflower lichen, is it lichen? Um, And other things, uh, for example, there's a product out there called Liquid Gold, but it does have some really good supplementation in it to just ensure that the body is continuing to go um, and produce. Mother's Milk is another, like even just a tea, um, T-E-A, not like a (laughs) t-shirt, that you can um, drink that, quote, promotes milk supply. Now, again, I'm not saying do all these things at once, but if you do notice a small dip, maybe just try those first, but I wouldn't just full on sink into a deficit. I would pull it back very nice and slow. Um, and then kind of monitor that milk supply. Cause that's really what it's going to come down to. Since you're eating it in a deficit, it's not like you're probably eating like super shitty. So again, I don't think there's anything you need to worry about. Like, Oh, like watch the baby eating this. But if you are getting back into like leafy greens, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, etc., those can also cause a lot of colic in babies or digestional issues through that breast milk. So you do just want to make sure that like, you're still kind of formatting those meals. And also again, at the end of the day, what it comes down to paying attention to baby, um, and your body. So I hope that that helps. Again, there's not really a clear as day response um, without working with someone one-on-one, but I hope that can be like a general idea. Um, Tips for fighting off hunger while in a deficit. This is going to be a little bit difficult because when you're in a deficit and you're eating less than your body needs, right? That's really what we're doing. We're eating less than our body needs. Your body's going to say, fucking feed me. There's no, there's no way around that. <laughs> the, the point of a deficit is to starve our body, right? Starving our body into a fat loss mode. And then we slowly reintroduce food back, AKA reverse dieting and give it that love back. And it responds and says, thank you. So when you're, when you are hungry in a deficit, the first thing I can just genuinely say, and this is out of love, get fucking used to it. You know what I'm saying? If, if, a, if a fat loss phase, if a cut, if it was easy, and you weren't hungry, et cetera, guess what? Everyone would be 
in a cut, everyone would be losing weight and everyone would stick to it. You know what I mean? So you have to realize first and foremost, going into a deficit, am I in the right mental position to stay in this cut? Am I in a mental position to start this cut? Before I ever start a deficit with any of my clients, I always lay that shit out. Listen, it's going to be fucking hard. And if you're not ready for this, then it's not going to be fun. So number one, making sure that we're in the right mental headspace to do a cut is going to be important. Um, But the other thing for just in general fighting off hunger, we're going to want to make sure that we're eating voluminous foods. Now you still want to make sure that you have a handle on your fiber intake. For most women, 20 to 25 grams of fiber is pretty standard um, in terms of what you want to hit per day. Um, Now this doesn't mean go take fucking Metamucil. This means take and eat fiber rich foods. Okay. We should not be supplementing with fiber. It's not always necessary. You want to make sure that you're also taking a probiotic. This is going to help just in general. Okay. Now, when I say volume is foods, when I was in a cut, for example, I would always ensure typically I would have about one salad a day. I really would because I would format my food intake, my big, big carb meals pre in post-workout. Those are the times I always found myself most hungry, right? Now, if you're someone who works out very early in the morning, that might be a little bit more difficult, but you can still format that big breakfast for post-workout, right? Um, Again, a time where you're most likely really ravenous. Then for me, like midday, or like I said, at night, I would kind of have that less caloric meal, um, maybe a voluminous salad, maybe like, you know, those like health quote, healthy noodles you can get from Costco. Maybe I would do that. Or maybe I would make like my, um, spaghetti squash, uh, spaghetti, like low carb spaghetti. And I only say that like low carb in that way, because I would then always know for myself personally, I need a snack at night. I need something to get in bed with well, maybe not get in bed with, cause you know, you got to get out and brush your teeth, but I need something to sit down with at night and to kind of just like end the night, whether that's at that time in my life, protein ice cream and an ice cream sandwich mixed together. Maybe that's a bowl of cereal. Maybe that's a bowl of yogurt with grapes on top, whatever that might be. I knew that that was going to be my last little bit of carbs before I went to bed at night. So knowing yourself, knowing how your body operates, knowing your hunger cues, when are you most hungry in the day? That's going to be important because the minute that you start to honor those times and format that food timing around that, it might feel a little bit easier. I'm not saying it's going to feel easy. I'm not saying that it's going to fight off all your hunger, but it could be a little bit easier. So feel free to play around with that meal timing as well as the amount of food that you're eating with each meal. Um, and, and see when those times of like extreme hunger occur. The other thing I will say is, uh, honestly drinking like water for me is huge. You need to stay hydrated. The first sign of hunger nine out of 10 times is actually you not drinking enough water. It's dehydration. Um, not to the point of like go to the hospital, obviously, but drink water, drink liquids. That doesn't even just mean it needs to be clear water all day. If you want to throw in a fucking crystal light. You want to have your, your Mios, whatever, like go off. You want to have a Gatorade zero go off. Um, that's personally what I did. I did a lot of sparkling water for me. Carbonation kind of fills me up. Um, but again, it doesn't always digest well. And I say digest well, cause it's like just a lot of carbonation at once can sometimes be like, Ooh, fuck my stomach's bubbly. So, you know, pay attention to things like that. But the more we stay hydrated, maybe drinking different things is good. Um, I know I did a lot of gum, but again, you have to be careful with gum because the more that you chew it, sometimes it can actually fuck your digestion. Um, but that, that those are kind of like the, the, the diet hacks, right? Other than just eating lower calorie, having more volume in your meals. Um, so for example, maybe not, maybe instead of having a hundred grams of rice, you have a hundred grams of sweet potato. Cause that sweet potato is going to fill you up way more than the rice. Maybe for breakfast, you wake up, you have an English muffin with an egg. Hey, that that's great. Sounds, sounds really yummy, but guess what? A bowl of oatmeal is going to fill you up way more than that fucking English muffin and they're virtually the same macros, right? So it's like learning that type of stuff too, sticking with fiber rich foods while also monitoring that fiber. So again, we're not eating too much of fiber, 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 fiber. (laughs) Um, Okay, last question I'm gonna ask here, how long should you stay in a cut? This is gonna be very kind of like determined on the extensed level of a cut. 
most cuts that I've operated on myself and I've done, I've done for about 12 to 16 weeks. 12 to 16 weeks, three to four months. After that, you have to think of how, how the process of coming out of a cut looks like. So when you hit that 12 week mark, you're not just like, woo, add in the food, bitch. You then got to reverse diet. So really, if you think about it, you're still kind of in a deficit for another month or two while we're slowly creeping into adding calories back. Because you also don't don't just want to dump your calories back on and, you know, go from 1,300 calories to 2,000 in nine days. You know what I mean? So you have to think of the process of, of like on the way out too. So legitimate cut, maybe it's only 12 weeks, but really you have to think you taking that reverse dieting concept and doing it correctly, it might end up being... 14 weeks, 15 weeks in a deficit before we finally hit that maintenance. But we've already worked into that next phase, if that makes sense. At the end of the day, I do not recommend anyone, in my opinion, from what I've experienced, had experience with, and seen other women specifically go through, any longer than five to six months is just not okay. Could you do it? Sure. Because you can throw in high days. You can throw in high weeks. You could throw in things like this. There are ways to finesse it as a coach and as an educator. However, for the most part, what we see vanish first is the mental health. Not just your body, but you can start to become very fatigued because we're not feeding our body enough, obviously. At some point, there could just be no place to go. You know, maybe a client's already at fucking... 1200 calories and you're already like kind of biting your nails like oh I don't want to do this for long there could also be the phase where again I'm talking mental health the client yourself you're tapped out all of a sudden you start to you see yourself starting to binge or you start to overly obsess about food you start to think about food too much at the end of the day it's not worth it to be in that mindset it's not at all it's not even it's not fun it's, it, it doesn't create a, f- a fun life. And I've been there. And although I would say, quote, I did it correctly, my mind went before my body. I said, fuck this. I'm like, I'm done. And that's why I never competed again. I got done competing in July of 2018. I went pro at NPC Universe. November of 2018, this is only a couple months after, I was going to start prepping again for 2019 like a maybe early show in 2019. I tried to be in a cut and mentally, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I had to, I had to literally admit to myself, I do not have a healthy relationship with food right now. And I'm, I'm hyper obsessing. I can't even enjoy my life I, at this time as well. I just got engaged. I have other shit I want to worry about. And I didn't actually start cutting again until that following March. And that's when I started shredding for my wedding. So at that point, when I shred for my wedding, I did, I did cut for about five months. So I started at the end of March, AKA like pretty much around my birthday. So I went April, May, June, July, August. And then I reversed pretty much into my wedding in September. So my actual cut was about five months. And then I slowly moved into that reverse diet during my wedding. And then into like my honeymoon. Granted, I didn't track a goddamn thing, but the point was, is that exactly that I wanted my body to be prepped to be able to take on a little bit of surplus in food and enjoy myself without being in this red zone and doing nothing but gaining fat because I'm taking in way too many calories. So a cut, I would say again, no longer five to six months for most people. Can this be finessed properly? Sure. Is it, is it just worth it? No, (laughs) no. And that's me as a coach and also as a woman who has cut before and done all that. No, not fucking worth it. Goodbye. Um, okay. So there's a few, there's quite a few other questions. I, you know, I think I, for the most part did a pretty good job outlining the, the most, the most wanted, the most repeated, etc. Um, a lot of questions also came through just like, you know, at home equipment, what should I do for at home? Um, what kind of like food should I be making? Stuff like that. In six weeks to shreds, again, we have meal plan examples. You can mimic, you can use, um, you can replicate, you can finesse into your own macros. We do have the coached option for the challenge versus uncoached. We have that outlined. We have a post that also is made. What if I'm pregnant or postpartum? How can I use this program and how am I included? We have another post. 
hey, you can do it from home. Here's how we outline how you can do it from home. And we've had plenty of clients that have done it from home um, since even COVID and have had a fantastic transformation even from home. So we have exactly what we need for, or exactly what you need for you. We have, do not worry about it. Um, the one thing, uh, kind of like to kind of wrap out this episode, I'm sorry that it's a little bit longer than I thought. Um, not that, not that I thought it was going to be like super short, but, um, but I did actually spend a little bit more time on those questions than I thought I would, which it's okay. I hope that they were, um, I hope that they were explained well, um, in that you guys got a little bit of like more education out of them too. Um, I know I don't always like flex my brain, but, um, I can assure you, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. (laughs) I can promise you that. Now, again, I think it's 100% okay to say that some things, some of my other coaches might be better at and well-versed at. Um, But overall, I think all of our coaches do a really good job being aware and educated in multiple facets of fitness, wellness, health. So um, very grateful to have developed such a beautiful team that has different specialties um, and overall like works for the well-being of everyone. So Last thing I kind of want to talk about, and again, I would dive deeper, but there's just so many things that we, we genuinely educate on in the challenges. Like it's, it's a lot to like repeat and repeat and repeat. So we do have weekly coaches videos that come out. Um, we go live on Facebook. Each of us kind of talk about like a different topic or a different educational point or how to do this or what to do for this, et cetera. So you can always utilize those weekly videos. They're like mini podcast. <laughs> um, but I did want to talk a little bit about cardio. Cause that's one question that did come up a few times that I did not answer in that, um, little Q and a there. Cardio is very much, again, based person to person. Doing too much of it can also lead to issues. Doing too little of it can also lead to issues. I remember during my prep phase, it was like this period of time where cardio was frowned upon. If you were a bodybuilder and you did cardio, you were a pussy. um, Because if you're trying to grow, you don't need cardio. Now, I do agree with that because at a certain point, your body needs to not be overly used, right? Um, We're working on, again, that that growth, the growth of the muscles, et cetera. But I will argue that for proper cardiac health, literally taking care of our heart, we do need to still ensure that there's a little bit of cardio involved in our routine. Now, I'm not saying you need to go hop on a spin bike or hop on a Stairmaster for 20 minutes every fucking day, but I'm simply talking about daily activities, going for a walk, maybe doing a little bit of incline treadmill, maybe walking for 20 minutes a day at a very low grade intensity. Um, I'm not saying, again, that it has to be high intensity, but also removing cardio, you have to think the only actual cardio you would then get would be from within your workouts. So keeping rest times low, having your heart work. Granted, that is a form of, quote, cardio or strength training. Um, But to, like, legitimately sit, not sit, but, like, you know, walk, work your body, clean your house, vacuum, that's going to be much different in terms of how the heart is working. And that's what I want to see happen. So again, this could be just like two sessions a week where you really just make sure that you get your walking in. Um, this could be every day you walk your dog in the morning. That's also beautiful. You're by no means going to overtrain with that aspect. If you're very, very confused, this is where like a coach or something can really come in and educate you. The point of a coach isn't to have them for life. The point of the coach is to help you evolve and all of a sudden you hatch as a little baby caterpillar and you fly off into the universe as a butterfly and you don't need a coach again. That is the goal. If a coach is trying to keep you forever, they're fucked up. They're in there using you. Okay, that's not the goal. Um, But I will say that with cardio, especially in a fat loss phase, again, it's not something that you should put your pedal, your the pedal to the metal, that's the phrase, and uh, go as fast as you fucking can and add 30 minutes of cardio out the gate. Now, is cardio going to be as manipulated week to week? Probably not. If uh, someone starts you at three sessions of 25 minutes a week, you might be on that for a month. You know what I mean? Like, again, the biggest manipulator is going to be your activity Um, And then obviously manipulating the carbs, the fats, the macros, calories, whatever else you are kind of tracking. Now with output too, it also comes down a lot to your lifestyle. That's why when we 
bring on coach clients or even just like one-on-one clients, we have to ask, you know, what do you do for work? What's your natural activity? What's your daily activity look like on a scale of like 10 to 12? How active are you? You know, stuff like that. There's so many things to take into consideration. If you are someone working a desk job and you do not barely get up and get out, say your only form of activity per day is that really, really fucking good workout you do. Don't get me wrong, but that's it. After that, you go home, you sit down again for dinner, and then you sit down and you go to bed. Your activity is going to be lower than someone who is a uh, zookeeper and still does even maybe a shorter workout than you. But guess what? They're up, they're moving, they're active way more than you are during their day. Therefore, their deficit is still going to look different than your deficit. Their cardio is still going to look different than their than your cardio. So it's stuff like that where, again, that's why you can't just throw a fucking dot, uh, dart in the dark and expect to have progress. You have to take into consideration a lot of different things um, versus just, again, kind of like closing your eyes and be like, man, maybe I should do this because I saw that girl on TikTok do 20 minutes on the stairs at 7% incline and three speed. That's great because that's still activity. Don't get me wrong, but does that, does that mean that that's going to be what you need need? No, it's still going to be helpful, but is that what you need based off of your activity in your daily life? No. At the end of the day, this is why it's so important to seek education and help so that you can be helped. And if you're in our challenge and you ask a question like that in the group and you kind of outline what your life looks like, we can definitely help you. We can't like 100% see into, you know, everything, but that's the beauty behind being in a community is that if you have those questions, if you have um, those worries, you have a group in a amount, like an enormous amount of people that are willing to share their own experiences, not make you feel alone, give you some ideas, et cetera. So I do think that that is like the biggest benefit of being in a challenge like ours um, because you just, you get everything. It's all right there and we have your back. So again, cardio can be kind of started um, in a deficit at a certain amount, maybe not touch it for a few weeks, then maybe increase it. But really, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say, I've really, I've never had a client doing like 45 minutes of cardio. Like I've never, ever had that. Most of my clients get up to 30, 35 minutes. And even then, maybe it's four sessions a week. Maybe it's five. But then on the other hand, that's only for like a period of two weeks at like the end of our final push, right? Maybe we're like three weeks out from the, three weeks out from the event or whatever, or I'm I'm a month out from the wedding. Okay, well, let's like crank it up one last time and then we bring it back down. So It's just not something to also get in the habit of doing a lot. I will say as myself being like an avid Peloton user, um, I definitely ensure that I'm switching up my cardio to recover my body properly while still using the cardio machine. So for example, I might do four sessions of Peloton each week. That does not mean that those four sessions are all 20 minute or 30 minute hit classes. I'm taking a recovery class. I'm taking a prenatal ride. I'm taking maybe one hit and hills ride. And then maybe I'm doing one arms and intervals. You're not always going balls to the fucking wall either in each of your cardio session. They can all kind of differ on rate of perceived exertion, which again is a level of zero to 10. Um, zero, well, I guess one to 10, if we want to call it one being like, I'm not doing anything. I'm laying in my bed. 10 being like, holy fuck. I'm literally at my max heart rate and I'm dying. So, um, those are different ways to like, kind of look at cardio. And again, it's not a one size fits all cardio is a little bit easier to navigate than giving you those personalized macros. Um, but that, that can be a little bit of an idea too. Um, now if you want to see something like super cringy, you can go back to my YouTube channel where I have done a lot of videos on fat loss, what I eat in a day, stuff like that. I say cringy because I was just at such a different point in my life. And it's so, it's kind of hard for me sometimes to look back at who I used to be, just knowing the mental battles that I faced during those times and how I felt and, not what I faked, 
but just like what I thought I felt, but like talked myself out of, like, I wasn't very good at being in tune with my feelings. Um, I was way too much of a, a giver. I had no boundaries. So if people wanted to hear something or needed something, I was like, okay. Um, I didn't think about my own personal like well-being. So looking back at the time, I'd be like, oh yeah, like I'm I'm doing great. But like I wasn't, you know? And so it's really sad for me to look back at like that that younger version of me by even just three to four years and just go, like, wow, like I'm so glad at, at what I've learned, you know? And so, um, anyways, it's, it's cringy. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but I also do have old podcasts, even from like last year's shreds where I talked about fat loss, um, how to build muscle. Like I just, if you look in the podcast, you kind of go down the list. Um, you'll see a bunch of different, like few fitness episodes quote like here and there. So, um, if you guys have any questions, please let me know again, six weeks to shreds available now till Friday. Um, and we literally like, we only do shreds once a year. Like, I just want to reiterate that a lot of people will message me and be like, when can, when is the next, or when can I sign up for shreds? It's like, girl, that ain't till like next April. Like you, you know what I mean? Like we only do that specific challenge once a year. Um, and it's always our most favorite challenge because it is, it's getting nice outside the vibes. We're catching the vibe. We're catching the energy and we love it. So, um, I hope that that is helpful. Again, please let me know if you have questions. Feel free to DM Brunch with Desby. Um, let me know if you joined. Tag Brunch with Desby if you joined. Um, I think that's it. I hope that this was not too boring. I, again, this is why sometimes I hate doing these episodes is because I feel so boring. So like, I hope it wasn't, but that's just how I feel sometimes. So please affirm me that it wasn't as boring, (laughs) but I love you guys. I hope you have an amazing day. Go sign up for shreds, tell a friend, stay tuned on our DBFT page, even for giveaways an opportunity to even be refunded. If you signed up, it's really fun, but just go check it out. I love you guys. And we'll see you next Sunday.